0: Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Happy Friday. Today, we're going to talk about a question that I got on Instagram. Um, I did ask me a question post and I always get tons and tons of questions um, and I try to answer as many as possible. And I did answer this one on there and the responses and the questions that I got back to my responses on the answer. um, It yeah, it was mind blowing. So I wanted to um, utilize the podcast platform to be able to talk about this in depth a little more um, so that I could give some uh, some more clarity, I guess, and more uh, clarification around my response to the question. So the question was something along the lines of, um, why am I not losing weight in a calorie deficit? So um, the simple answer is, is if you're not losing weight in a calorie deficit, then you are not in a calorie deficit. So, and I tried to give a little more, um, information with that answer, but at the same time on Instagram stories, there's only so much that you can, um, you know, expand with. So anyhow, I wanted to dive into really what that looks like. And, um, what I see in terms of, um, working with clients and if, you know, they say they're in a calorie deficit or only eating 1200 calories and why am I not losing weight? So again, the question was, why am I not losing weight in a calorie deficit? So there are three things that I commonly see, um, as to why someone is not losing weight when they think they're in a calorie deficit. So the first thing is you're not consistent. And so this could go back to that you are tracking um, really good through the week and maybe you're having um, one meal that's untracked, a day that's untracked. Maybe it's the weekend that that is untracked. I will say that this is the most common scenario that I see. Um, 90, I would almost go to say 99% of the time, this is where people are messing up. So what happens is um, you're someone who you're eating 1200 calories a day and you're crushing it through the week and you're doing that five days a week. And then the weekend comes and you might eat 2000 or I'm going to be honest, it's probably more than 2000. 2000 calories sounds like a lot until you start eating and it's not a lot. Um, I know I've you know reference this before but i weigh around 121 122 pounds and i maintain my weight at 2100 calories and that's really not that much food that's um it's very easy to eat that amount and so the point here is if you have 5 days at 1200 calories and then we're just going to shoot on the low end and say you've got 2 days at 2000 calories and you are saying i am eating 1200 calories a day That average over seven days, if you do five days at 1,200 and then two days at just 2,000, which again is very likely higher than that, that average is 1,430 calories a day. So it's not 1,200. So the most common scenario, again, that I see is that people are not consistent. So they're, um, you know, tracking through the week, not tracking certain meals, certain days. Typically, it's the weekends, not tracking alcohol, things like that. Um, And their average is actually much higher than they realize. So again, that is the number one thing that I see is people think that they are eating a certain amount. They're not factoring in, you know, those days, those meals, and their average is actually much higher than they think. And so what happens is they go through this like um, they'll maybe gradually see their weight decline through the week and then after the weekend it spikes back up and typically if you're you know eating much higher days on the weekend again your weight's usually going to jump up just because you've increased food volume you've likely increased sodium um think you know carbs and so things that'll pull in water and so it's water weight that you're seeing but you'll see the scale jump up and then it will just taper back down to about where they were um, during, you know, midweek after a few days after they have flushed out that water. So it's that, you know, perpetual losing, then gaining it back, losing, then gaining it back. And it's because they're either, you know, they're, they're overeating their deficit is basically what it comes down to. You have a calorie budget for the week. Um, you know, and not everybody should be eating at 1200 calories, actually very few people. I just use that example because, I had someone say, well, what if you're eating 1,200 calories? You know, how do you cut lower than that? And most of the time, you're not really eating 1,200 calories. You're eating much higher than that. You're just not factoring in certain things. And you don't realize that you're eating more than 1,200 because five days a week, maybe even six days a week, you're eating the 1,200. So again, you have to account for every day, every meal, alcohol, things like that, that have calories in them um that's typically where I see people going wrong is that they're they're eating more than they think because they're not accounting for the weekends, certain meals, certain days or alcohol. Um, so that's the first one. You're not consistent. You're actually not averaging the amount that you think you are. You're overeating that because you're not consistent. The second thing that I see um, very commonly is lack of accuracy. Um, so, and this comes with weighing and measuring food and tracking. So when I say weighing and measuring the, I will always recommend weighing your food with a food scale versus using measuring cups. One, the cleanup is, there is none. Like if you're using a food scale, you're not having to get out measuring cups, measuring spoons and wash those and whatever. So the cleanup is like much easier, obviously. Um, but two, it's far more accurate to use a food scale. So I need to do a post on this, but um, my husband was <laughs> measuring out his oatmeal. He makes overnight oats every night for the following morning. And so he had just been using um a half of a cup uh, measuring cup, and he because that the serving sizes, you know, that he was going for was half a cup. So he was using that, and I don't know for whatever reason why he decided to. Um, get the food scale out when he was putting the oats in this time. And so when he weighed them out, it weighed a lot more than what the serving size should be. So when we compared it, um, if you actually use a half a cup to measure out the oats, you're eating more than what the actual serving is. So you're not accounting for all of the calories. Um, so measuring cups are, you know, again, they are not as accurate as a food scale. Um, The other things that I will see are logging errors, like um, very vague things. So like you're not weighing out like your fruit, like apples, bananas, things like that. And you're searching for uh, medium apple or medium banana and um, instead of actually weighing it. And so a lot of times if we're putting in like medium apple, it might tell us 50 calories and then we weigh it out and we log the weighed serving. It might it might be far more um, grams than what a medium apple is showing um, in my fitness pal. So again, being as specific as possible by using a food scale um, will obviously help with the accuracy. Um, Things like condiments, coffee creamer. I know I've talked about that one a billion times, but those things add up quickly. And if you're just eyeballing what um, you think is a serving size and you're not actually weighing it out, you're typically over consuming on those things. Um, coffee creamer is a very easy one to, um, you know, use heck almost like an eighth or a fourth of a cup. A lot of people get wild with a coffee creamer. And then when you weigh it out, you're like, shit, there is like (laughs) nothing in my coffee now. It's not, it's not white coffee anymore. Um, so again, have you ever noticed that? Like the people with their coffee, like there's some people that drink it, it's like very dark black. And then there's some, it's like the medium, like tan shade. And there's some people it looks like a warm milkshake. So, um, yeah, if you're the warm milkshake person, you're probably not, uh, logging your coffee creamer accurately. Um, but maybe you are, uh, the other area, or there's two more that I'm going to mention here. Um, so eating out a lot. Um, again, this is one I know I've talked about before, but, if you're eating out frequently, you know, say it's like three or four times a week, um, even if the nutrition facts are listed online and you're logging what it says, it's still gonna be inaccurate because you are not in the kitchen or behind the line at Chipotle weighing out your chicken, weighing out your rice, your veggies, your guac, all of that stuff. So again, it's still an estimate because you're not actually weighing those things. Um, So again, you could be, under consuming or over consuming. And a lot of the times it's going to be over consuming. So, um, you know, cutting back on eating out will obviously improve accuracy and eating more of your meals at home. Um, and then the last one I'm going to talk about, and this one I get so many questions on, um, and I will link in the description. I'll have, um, like something for you guys to be able to see this. Cause I think it's easier to like, see it. Um, like visually versus hearing it, but I am going to explain it. So it's weighing your protein. So I see a lot of people go wrong here um, where they will, they're eating, they'll weigh out four ounces of cooked chicken and they're logging it in MyFitnessPal as four ounces of chicken. The problem here is that MyFitnessPal, the majority of the entries for like meat um, in there are going to be for raw meat. So if you're pulling up, Four ounces of chicken in MyFitnessPal and it says 120 calories, 25 grams of protein and a couple grams of fat. Um, That is for four ounces of raw chicken. Now, when you cook protein, chicken, beef, turkey, whatever, it will lose moisture and it is going to shrink. So when you are weighing out four ounces of raw chicken and you cook it, if you weighed that again, it's not going to weigh four ounces still. It's going to weigh less because it has shrunk because it has lost moisture. So when you are logging that you're eating four ounces of raw chicken in MyFitnessPal and you're weighing out four ounces of cooked chicken, you're actually overeating what you've logged. So you're eating probably around like five, 0.3 to five and a half ounces of chicken versus you think you're eating four. Now, this can add up. If you're doing this a couple times a day, every day of the week, we're talking about hundreds of calories extra that you are over consuming and not even realizing it. So this one's a huge one that I see people mess up on all the time. So um, typically on average, I would say meat is gonna lose around 25% due to moisture loss after it's cooked. So if you are weighing your protein, your chicken, your beef, whatever it is, you're weighing it cooked, you can do this little um, equation or whatever to know um, what to log as uh, raw meat. So if you're weighing out cooked to raw, so you're weighing cooked chicken and you're going to log it raw, you're going to take your cooked weight and divide that by 0.75. So for example, if you weighed out, we're just gonna say four ounces of cooked chicken and you divide that by 0.75, it's gonna give you 5.3 or whatever that math is. So you're going to log 5.3 ounces of raw chicken in MyFitnessPal to account for that moisture loss. Now, if you are weighing out raw meat and you're going to log it cooked, which I don't recommend, but I'll give you that equation as well. Um, So raw to cooked, you're going to multiply by 0.75. So for example, if it was um, three ounces or four ounces raw and you multiplied that by 0.75, that'll give you three ounces cooked. So if you are weighing it raw, I recommend just to log it raw. Um, And again, it's the easiest if you can weigh it and log it raw. But if you're somebody who cooks your meat in bulk um, and you're going to weigh that out for meal prep each day, then just use that divide by 0.75. So weigh out your cooked portion and divide it by 0.75 and you'll know what to log as the raw weight in MyFitnessPal. Um, so again, I will link that in the description in the show notes so that you guys can like visually see that with an example. Um, it might make more sense to read it and see it on paper with the example versus hearing it. But I did want to, um, touch on that because again, I get that question. I'm not kidding, probably every day. And, um, that is hands down the most commonly asked question. And so anything that you can weigh raw and log raw, I highly recommend doing if it is something like, um, oats or rice, again, you're going to want to weigh those dry, um, pasta, same thing. So I would, again, weigh those dry. When you look for those in my Fitness Pal. they are going to be for dry, um, uncooked. And so, um, I would weigh them and log them that way. Okay. Um, so the first one, again, we touched on was you're not consistent. So you're not tracking all your days, all your meals. The second one was, um, you're not being accurate. So, you know, you're, um, estimating or assuming, um, being very vague with how you're logging th- things. You're not accounting for, um, the full amounts of like coffee creamers or condiments. Um, you are weighing your protein and logging that inaccurately. So those were the things we touched on there. Um, and also that you might be eating out too much or very frequently. And again, that's more of an estimate. Um, The last one that I wanted to touch on, and I think this is where people got the most confused, is just because it is a deficit on paper or a calculator tells you that it is a deficit, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a deficit for you. The only way you are going to know is by trial and error. And so you might, um, you know, use an online calculator and it might tell you that an aggressive calorie deficit is 1600 calories and you start with that and you are consistent, you are tracking every day, you're tracking everything you eat, you're um, weighing and logging everything with really good accuracy. And maybe you don't see the scale move at all after a couple of weeks, Um, measurements aren't changing, it's literally nothing's happening. So it could be that you are in a deficit, it's just such a small one that it's gonna take much longer time to see results. And you're likely going to need to cut calories down further. Now, um, with that said, there are a lot of things that can factor into this. So um, some common things that I'll see with this is that people typically overestimate their activity level. So when they get in that online calculator, they're like, hell yeah, I'm very active. I'm like a construction worker. Only their job is very sedentary and they go to Orange Theory or, you know, something like that, or they do a lot of cardio. And so their Apple watch is telling them they're burning like 700 calories each workout. Now, I know I've talked about this before and I'm going to touch on it again. And I've talked about how your body adapts to cardio very quickly. So when you first started doing that orange theory class or um, running and your body was not as used to that stimulus and your heart rate got up higher and it was harder, um, more challenging. And so you were burning, you know, whatever calories when you first started as your body adapts and it gets easier and your heart rate doesn't get as high and it doesn't, you know, you're not having to, um, movements and things aren't as hard. So you're not having to like burn as many calories to do that exercise. And your body has adapted to that. You're not burning as many calories, you know, a few weeks or months into doing that as you were when you first started. And so your watch might tell you that you're burning, you know, six or 700 calories. You're highly, it's highly unlikely that you're still burning that amount of calories, um, doing that same exercise if there's no additional stimulus to make it more challenging. So if you were running a mile, um, and you've not increased your speed or your distance or, you know, whatever that looks like, and you're still running that same mile again, um, at the same, you know, pace, you're not burning the same calories doing that as you were when you first started. So, That one is um, a big one, is that people overestimate their activity level. And so it will give them, you know, this higher calorie range because it thinks that you are like super, super active. And so you've got these extra calories. Um, So that is one. Make sure that you're not overestimating your activity level. If, you know, that's the case, again, you um, can either cut calories down some or you can recalculate your deficit with um, a little less activity in terms of what you're selecting for your activity level. Um, So those are just some options there. But I do see that where people overestimate their activity level. Um, Also, keeping in mind past dieting history. So this one is really big for people who are chronic dieters. So um, it could be that your metabolism over time has slowed down for lack of better terms, and adapted to lower calories because of chronic dieting. So if you um, are someone that is in this boat, again, you could put your information in the online calculator and it could say, you know, you should eat 1600 calories. And again, I'm just using that as an example um, for an aggressive deficit. And you might try the 1600 again and nothing happens. And it may take you pulling calories down and, you know, another 100, 200 calories to see any kind of movement. If you're someone who's, um, you know, a chronic dieter over the years and your dieting age is old, I'm doing the air quotes here. So um, you've dieted for a long time. And so, you know, you could have someone with the exact age, height, weight, activity level, sex, you know, as you, and they could, Diet on higher calories because maybe their dieting age is younger. They haven't dieted for as long as you have. So, if you're somebody who has dieted on and off for years and, um, you know, lower calorie amounts, then your metabolism, um, might be, you know, down regulated to a lower amount. And so it may take you being a little more aggressive with your calories. So again, that's 1,600. If you've tried that and it's not moving, it's not really a deficit for you, even though on paper, on a calculator, it says it is a deficit. Your dieting age, um, your past dieting history, those things are taken into account and a calculator doesn't know that. And so again, it may take lower calories to see movement on the scale and measurements for you. Um, So those again... I'll run through those really quick, but it was the not being consistent, not being accurate, and then just knowing that a deficit on paper or a calculator um, doesn't mean that it's going to be a deficit for you. So, those are the most common things I see. I know it is so much easier for someone um, to just say, like, you know, oh, I'm broken, or my metabolism is broke, or it's slowed down, or the thing is, is your metabolism doesn't break. Again, it will downregulate as you diet. I talked about this last week. As you diet, it will downregulate. Your body does that to keep you alive. And so, again, that will happen regardless. Um, so it's not broken. Um, so don't think that. But just keep in mind that it will take for some people a more aggressive deficit. This is why I always tell people do not compare your journey, your body, your diet, you know, whatever, or reverse diet for that matter to someone else. You know, other people are going to be able to diet on higher calories. They're going to be able to reverse diet and push calories further than you can. It's not going to be the same for anybody. And furthermore, each time you diet down, it's probably going to look different. You might have to, you know, if you don't reverse diet properly, um, and sometimes even if you do, Your next dieting phase, it may take you getting a little more aggressive. Um, You know, things change. It just it's not going to be the same every time. So don't expect it to be. Um, And again, don't compare your journey to someone else's. Keep your eyes on your own paper and you do you. But just know that those things um, are the, you know, the three biggest things that I see in terms of if you're not losing weight in a calorie deficit, why? And again, you know, the short answer is, is if you're not losing weight in a calorie deficit, then you're not really in a calorie deficit. But those three reasons are why um, you're not in a deficit. So again, I hope that one's helpful um, that I was able to talk it out more um, than what I was on Instagram. Again, I'll I'll link in the show notes, the um, equation or the, you know, the little math formula that I use um, to account for, um, weighing and logging meat. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. So again, I hope it wasn't confusing. I hope it's helpful. And it, it has cleared up some of that, um, information on Instagram. So I will talk to you guys next week and thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found a value in it, could you do me two quick favors One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.